Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. In 2012, Carrie and her family experienced a parent's worst nightmare. Their 19-year-old son, Sam, had been tragically lost in a car accident. Through seemingly random synchronicities soon thereafter, Carrie and her husband, Sergio, found themselves in front of a medium who was able to connect with their beloved son in spirit. The evidence was palpable and undeniable. Soon thereafter, Carrie found her way into spiritual development circles for herself as she began to recognize her own psychic unfoldment. These development classes led to her own awareness of the gift of mediumship within. With support from her family, she began to develop her own connection with spirit. In 2017, Carrie wrote her first book, A Mother's Journey, a story of everlasting love and evidence of life after death. She details the tragic passing of her son, Sam, and the miraculous events that have led to her discovery of her own latent mediumship abilities. In 2021, Carrie wrote her second book, Demystifying Mediumship, What Makes a Medium? The book showcases the lives of 17 mediums from five different countries, all ages and backgrounds in a series of mini biographies that explore each person's pathway to discovering their own mediumistic abilities. This is a really special one for me as I was invited to be one of those mediums to tell their story. Please join me in welcoming the very special Carrie Alderuccio. Carrie Alderuccio, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Something Super Spiritual podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. I'm looking forward to this very much. We have two books of yours to talk about, two amazing books. Carrie and I met each other three years ago at the Arthur Finley College, and I was about as green as you can be. And it was my very first day, and Carrie was my very first reading uh, that I experienced this incredibly miraculous communication with her son. Tell us what it was like growing up being little girl Carrie, because I know uh, that this hasn't been a lifelong experience, understanding the feeling of the spiritual senses until you went through something pretty tragic. Yes, absolutely, Jeffrey. Um, I, I'm Australian, obviously. That'll be pretty obvious by my accent. Um, I grew up in country Victoria and um, normal family life. Um, but for me, um, I had, sorry, I have a sister and, and I was there with mum and dad. And growing up, I was always very aware of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I was aware that there were sort of a presence. There was something in, in my bedroom at night, and, but it never bothered me. And I just felt that that was a normal feeling and I, was, <clears throat> I just ran with it. Mm -hmm. And tragically, um, I lost my dad in a workplace accident when I was 18 years old. Oh. And dad was only 48. And 
I always felt his presence still around me, but once again, I thought that was completely normal. And when I'd go to visit him at the cemetery, <clears throat> I hated doing that, but because I always felt that why am I talking to that grave site when dad's actually here with me? And once yes. again, I thought that was normal. Mm -hmm. So that I've, it's also something that I could, I never spoke to my mum about or my sister or anybody. So these were just my own sort of personal uh, feelings that were going on. And yes. then tragically, um, we lost our 19-year-old son, Sam, in a car accident 10 years ago this month um, on the 3rd of May. And when that tragedy struck, that's when my, the, the gift I, or the ability that had always been there, which is mediumship, that's when that really kicked in. And from the day that Sam passed, I felt his almost like a physical presence around me and that made me really, really want to find out exactly where he was because I knew he was dead, his, but I knew that he lived on and I wanted to know how I could communicate with him mm -hmm. um, in a better way. So. so, yeah, you knew that he was dead, but you also knew that he wasn't. Correct, yes. I knew that he lived on and I wanted to find out where he was yeah. living on, yeah. Afterwards... Did you just, did you go, oh, you have spiritual churches out there in Australia. Isn't that right? Yeah, yes, but they're, 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 they do exist, Jeffrey, but they're few and far between. And there's something that I had no idea. My, I had no understanding of um, there even being a spiritual religion until I went to Arthur Findlay College oh, for the first time in okay. 2015. Yep. Yeah, no, I grew up in a, um, you know, I went to a Church of England um, Sunday school. We would go to church as a family, you know, Christmas, Easter. Sure. That was sort of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. So, spiritualism here in Australia, yes, it does exist, but not in my, not for me. Not in your know, world. Not my world, but until I've now since discovered it, yes. Sure. So after that tragic passing of Sam, what synchronicities happened for you that led you, the little breadcrumbs that just take you from bit to bit to bit to boom, when the student is ready, the teacher arrives? Yes, a great question. Um, well, things were, strange things were happening right from the beginning. As I said, I felt his presence, but... What was also happening when Sam's, Sam was so popular with so many groups of friends and like he just, he, he had so many different circles. He judged no one. He loved everyone. Everyone loved him. And so um, his mates would be, would ring us or text us in the days following days, weeks and months following his passing to ask if they could come over and visit. And we'd always say, yes, absolutely. And in the kitchen dining area that we had in our old house, which we've since sold because it no longer felt like a, a family home anymore, mm -hmm. so we moved. But there were uh, seven lights in that area. So there were two big wall, um, seven, uh, sorry, there were five um, wall lights and two pendant lights. And only on the days that Sam's friends were coming over, when I put those lights on in the evening, one, two or three globes would blow every single time but only when his mates were coming oh my gosh and i know and and in a period of about four or five months we went through roughly 40 light globes and i was i loved it search thought we needed to get an electrician but i i just knew yes. that it was sam's way of communicating yes so 
And that happened very early on. And what also happened in the first six weeks, um, my sister-in-law, Serge's sister, Diana, went to see a medium. And she told me that she'd been to see a medium. And, and I remember saying, a what? I didn't even know what they were. I had no idea. So even though I'm talking to Sam every day myself and having my own private conversations with him, I had no idea that a complete random stranger could somehow communicate with um, with the spirit world. So that for me was um, an amazing thing to hear. So I then started Googling, I don't know what I Googled, but a woman's name came up, uh, Lorraine Calros, and she was a medium and something could, because something had told me I needed to find my own medium. I didn't want to go to the one that Diana had been to because what if she knew I was Sam's mum? I wanted someone that knew nothing. Yes. So she's now made an appointment. All, all Lorraine knew was that my name was Kerry and that was it. And I remember going home and announcing to Carla, our daughter, and my husband, Sergio, that I was going to see a medium. And they were like, a what? <laughs> you know, mediums were just not in our life. You know, no one even knew what they were. And, um, and they were a bit worried. And they were going down mainstream grief counselling with the Traffic Accident Commission. And so Serge asked, could we have a compromise that he would join me to see the medium and I would go to grief counselling with him in the morning. So I agreed to that. And uh, I rang Lorraine to ask, could I bring my husband? No names again. Yes, that's fine. So as we're heading off um, to go to grief counselling, I spoke to Sam in my normal way, each, as I did each day. And I said, look, sweetheart, at two o'clock today, Dad and I are going to see a medium. I don't know what she's going to do or how she's going to communicate with you. And I don't know how you're supposed to find her, but I remember giving him her actual physical address, mm -hmm. you know, six, whatever street in this suburb. And it all sounded just so silly, but um, that's what I did. Went to grief counselling, absolutely hated it. And I sobbed my way through the whole thing because their take on death is that it's final. It's absolute. Oh. That's it. There's nothing further. Sure. You'll need to move on with life. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't accept that, and I and I didn't accept that. Right. So we left there. I left there in a worse state than when I arrived. And then we went off to see the medium, Lorraine. And her, we sat down, and she was a lovely, you know, just normal suburban-looking housewife. And um, I don't know what, what I was expecting. And um, her opening words were, she said, the strangest thing has happened. There has been a spirit waiting all morning for you to arrive. <laughs> so I just loved because it meant that Sam had listened to me yes. and he somehow found Lorraine at, at her address. And that just blew me away because I knew what, what was about to happen next, even though I'd never experienced a reading. Mm -hmm. And then she said, um, she said, your, I, her opening words were, you are a mother grieving the loss of your son, aged between 18 and 20, and Sam was 19. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can imagine that was just, just so emotional. And then she went on to, to say how my father was there to meet Sam. And, of course, they'd never met in life because I'd lost him when I was 18. Um, and there was a woman there also all dressed in black and Serge had lost his mother, who's Italian, uh, who would be dressed in black to signify death sure. uh, when, he, when he was just 16. 
So, and then the reading unfolded from there and there was so much wonderful evidence that she gave. And for me, it was life-changing and, and for Serge, it just blew him away as well. But he, it was hard for him to accept, you know, how is that possible? Whereas I just accepted it immediately yes. as being, yes. Mm -hmm. And he, I said to him on the way home, if I'd gone here by myself and told you what I experienced, what would you have said? And he said, I'd probably have you certified <laughs> because um, it was just crazy, you know, that it was even possible, but it was. Sure. And yeah. And from there, I sat in a, I found a, a development circle and I went along to that to learn how to tap into my psychic abilities. Um, and that was with Tony Riley, um, who um, you're familiar with because she's in the, the book, which I know you've mentioned later. But yep, yep. Uh, um, I went, um, went along to those classes and I learned about tarot cards and reading living energy. So being able to do psychic readings, which I, I, I could just do it. And it all came so naturally. And I knew that Tony was also a medium, but we hadn't been doing mediumship. And um, but I asked her, where did you learn how to become a medium? And she said, Arthur Findlay College. And um, wow. then I knew I was going there yep. as well. Yep. That is so beautiful. I had chili bumps through most of that. The synchronicities that spirit drops for us, the that just guide us, they lead us to where we're supposed to be. Um, it's, it's just incredible. It's incredible to me. And um, going back to your grief counseling, it's, I still run into people like that too, where I still find it so like, I can't wrap my brain around moving through life, believing that this is just black and white. The end is the end. They're completely gone. And we just need to accept the fact and move on. I mean, that's, that's just like sad. You know, I, <laughs> it's just sad. It is. And, and I honestly believe, Jeffrey, that that's why people who struggle with, with death Death is real. There's no, I'm, I'm not denying that at all. The, the yes. physical body dies. Yes. That, is, that is an absolute reality. Um, but people who don't believe that, it, that, you, that we have a soul, that we have a spirit, that we have an energy that lives on, they are usually the ones who grieve in such a, the, in the hardest way because they honestly believe that that's sort of, you know, they, they've just gone, that's it. And there's no, there's no hope for them in believing anything else. So they, they don't sort of, they can't sort of grasp the happiness of actually knowing that they do live on. Right, right. Um, and knowing that they live on, it does make me happy because Sam is living another life in another dimension. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to still communicate with him whenever I like. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I'm, it's not, um, I, I'm not in denial of, of his passing at all, but um, I, but I do feel for people who just have, yes, that black and white view. And I, that makes me understand how people are so frightened of death. Yes. Because if I thought that there was just nothing um, after this life finishes, I think that would, I'd be really scared about that. Oh, sure. And 
And as you say that, you know, it makes me think, you know, once, once people are aware of this reality, this truth, that life does continue on, I believe that it almost opens up their heart to where it really like makes life worth living. Like it really makes life worth living and that, that there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, we came yes. here and here we are and we go through our challenges, our struggles, our losses, but we're going to see each other at the end of the day, you know? <laughs> and yes. those people that we lose, sure, their bodies aren't here with us anymore, but that doesn't mean that our relationship can't continue to grow, the bond continue to grow. It's just in a different way, you know? And you right. sensed that from the very beginning. You sensed that. Yeah. It, it's very similar with me when my grandmother passed in 2002. I too didn't have m- much thought about the spiritual senses or mediumship, or I was interested in it, but I for, didn't think anything twice about me, myself, right? But when my grandmother yes. passed, you know, I was, of course, I was very sad that she was gone, but I just knew, I knew that she was there. I knew, and I just would talk to her and talk to her and, 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 the, the bond just continued to grow and it continued to develop in just a different way. Yes. So, okay. So when in that period where you're developing with Tony and you're, you're, you're doing your thing, when did the book kind of pop into your head? How, where, where did that divine message pop in and go, Hey, ping, ping, ping. Yes. Um, what happened after Sam passed, I was desperate to find books that would explain to me more about the afterlife, um, you know, where had he gone, all of those sorts of things, and how other people actually coped with, with grief. And I couldn't ever find anything that satisfied me in a way that I came, you know, that I could read them and think, oh, great, I feel really comforted by that. So, Uh, That is why I decided to write A Mother's Journey, um, a story of everlasting love and evidence of life after death, because I wanted to share what we had gone through as a family in in Sam's passing. So so I wrote it as a memoir, and I wrote that five years after Sam's passing. So he passed in 2012. So I started in 2015, I no sorry 2017 I started writing it yes Mm -hmm. so that's five years and I knew that I would be writing a book and I was at the college um, early that year it was in the January and I hadn't done anything about starting the book other than taking an empty exercise book away with me thinking I'll start writing this while I'm at the college And I was having a reading with Angie Morris, one of the amazing tutors at the college, and I was having a um, a spiritual assessment. So it wasn't a mediumship reading. Angie was actually doing an assessment so that she could see how I was progressing with my own mediumship. So as she's doing that, she's not connecting with the spirit world. She, I could feel Sam come in and he was so excited and he was just so excited. And I was speaking to him in my own mind saying, Sam, calm down, calm down. And he's really, really excited. And then Angie just stopped mid-sentence and she said, Kerry, she said, 
I'm sorry, she said, this is not supposed to be a mediumship reading, but she said, I've got your son here. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know you do. Yes. And um, it was amazing because she had no idea that I'd lost a son. You know, mm -hmm. they don't know anything about us. Mm -hmm. And she said, he's talking about a book. You're going to be writing a book. And I said, I know I am. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be writing a book. I haven't started yet, but I'm going to write it. And she said, oh, yes, you are, because he wants you to write it. He is so excited about it. And, and that really prompted me, like, to definitely start. So the moment I got back to Melbourne, I uh, went into the city, bought a new laptop and, and wrote it in six months. And it was um, published the next year. Wow. Yeah. And, and I wrote it, it's, it, as I said, it's a memoir. So it starts with my own life from a 12-year-old and goes right through our life and, and Sam's accident and what's happened after that and discovering my mediumship, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a book of hope. And I wrote it so that anyone, whether you've lost a child, you know, a partner, a sibling, just someone that you love, anyone could actually read it and think, wow, these are the what ifs of, of um, you know, looking at death a little bit differently. And that's what I wanted to, to do to, to actually uh, have a different approach to how people think about death. And you did, you did beautifully. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah, and I, 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 yeah. I love how you, you took the pain of your own tragedy and the loss of your son and turned it into something so helpful for so many people all over the world. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and, and it's gone all over the world. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's just, it's just so beautiful. That was in 2017. Yes. The next book came into your consciousness, The Demystifying Mediumship. Yes. This is really special to me because I'm part of it. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be part of it. Thank you. Thank you. So the second book then, again, another really amazing book that you have taken a compilation of stories from so many people all around the world to show people who we are and that we're just normal people. And again, to help so many people in their own journeys. Talk yes. a little bit about the second book, Demystifying Mediumship. What makes a medium? Well, excuse me, I, the reason I knew I wanted to write something else, Jeffrey, because I actually love the writing process. I, I really, I'd never written before, before I wrote A Mother's Journey, but I'd always enjoyed um, essay writing and so on at school. And, um, and I was reasonably good at it. So I, I wanted to write another book and so along the way, when people found out that I was a medium after, you know, because it did come to me late in life, um, you know, um, in my mid-50s when I had the discovery, and people would say to me, you don't look like a medium or you don't seem like a medium. And I know it made me wonder what we're supposed to look like and, and act like and so on. And then it made me go back thinking about when I first met Lorraine and I felt the same thing. Look, she looked so normal. And then I, I thought, well... I need to demystify what mediumship is and what mediums are. Yes. So in 2019, uh, sorry, 2020, I decided to write it 
um, or write a book. I didn't really know what it was fully going to be about. And then COVID hit. Yes. So of course, everyone's plans changed dramatically. Um, and I was to go to England again that year to go to Arthur Findlay because I go every single year that, um, for two weeks at a time. Um, so I thought, right, this is the time to write this new book. I'll need a new project. So I, I meditate a lot, like I'm sure you probably do. Mm -hmm. And I also journal. So I wrote in my journal my intention, give me the answer to what I need to write. What is the subject matter of my new book? And I meditated. And when I came out of the meditation, I just started writing what I had received. And then when I reread it, it basically said that I needed to write a book that included the stories of other mediums that I knew personally and to ask them to share their own life stories as to what was their pathway to, to mediumship. What was the trigger or, or was there a trigger or were they natural born mediums and had been doing mediumship all their lives or had something, a tragedy happened like for me, like it had for me. Mm. And I was really curious to know what those answers would be. So I made a conscious point to only invite people who had a, a personal um, connection to myself and in, and in many ways to Sam as well, which is why you're in the book, Jeffrey, because of the beautiful reading that you did on your first day you. uh, in that class Thank at Arthur Findlay. Yeah. And, and I thought you deserve a place because Sam went to you that day to communicate with me to give you the confidence that you are a medium and uh, Thank you. you know and and yeah it was beautiful so I thought right Jeffrey's going to be invited and <laughs> and then I, I invited 17 um, mediums who I also regard as friends and um, um, the bulk of people accepted um, to, to actually come on board so there's um, a mixture of ages, sexes, um, five different countries, different um, countries of origin. And I wrote a list of questions and, you know, I would, I asked them, I would interview them and they'd either get, they'd give me a verbal, um, you know, interview, which I'd record and then transcribe and then tell their stories as if they were writing them. And some people did write a lot of it themselves and you were one of them. So that most of your words are your words, um, but others I've written fully and so on. So it's a real mixture. And, um, and it took a long time to do because obviously it, I needed to then send, write it, send it back, get approval and so on. So it took 18 months to do. But the end result, I'm so proud of it because it is a series, I guess it's like a series of, um, it's mini biographies. There's 17 mini biographies in there. There's a bit of an extension of my own story at the beginning um, to explain more about my own mediumship and Sam's accident and so on. Um, but it's, what I loved also is the fact that all 17 stories are completely different. They're not generic, they're not the same in, in any way, but everyone has had a, uh, a personal tragedy or an, an occurrence or something that uh, allowed them to know that they had mediumistic abilities um, at, at various stages in their life. Yes. So um, yeah, we're very proud of it. It's, it's really true. All of us, there, there, there are a lot of us who were you know in the crib with this gift that were just born and, and recognized it from day one, you know? 
And then there are a lot of us who came into this midlife for whatever reason, whether it be the traumas, the tragedies, or, or maybe, maybe just a, a spiritual awakening. You know, with me, I was attuned to the Reiki and, and the side effect was the ignition of all the spiritual senses. And then following that, boom, trauma and tragedy for myself when the 2008 <laughs> crash happened and I went down with it. So it was just, uh, it's, it's so amazing because as different as all of the stories are, there's a little bit of the same in, in those stories. In the fact that it all led us to this place where we have opened our eyes and our hearts and our souls to the reality of life. Yes, and and in such a positive way. Mm. And and I have people say to me, um, Kerry, you always seem so happy and, and yet you've had so much tragedy. And that is true. I have had a lot of tragedy in my life, but we have choices, Jeffrey. I can remain in that place of being miserably unhappy and in, in you know, you know, grief, grief stricken, or I can go forward with my life. And for me, remaining back there was not an option. Yes. Um, some people think they have to stay there. They're guilt-ridden if they start laughing and enjoying life again. I know that my loved ones in the spirit world do not want me to remain there, just as I don't want to be there. So I've been able to move forward and re, you know, re, I guess re-enter life. It's a different life now, mm-hmm. obviously, because Sam isn't physically present here, but he is still present. So we still we still travel. We talk about Sam every day. You know, we laugh about the funny things he used to do and he could because he he was such a character and we still celebrate his birthdays we have a big gathering every year and now his mates are all um you know boys and girls they're all men and women now and they're all 28 29 years old we all go to one of the local pubs and we drink and laugh and reminisce and it is absolutely fantastic and they love it the way that Sergio and I and Carla have helped them to deal with their own grief because we actually talk about Sam. We, we, a lot of people won't even mention a loved one's name and once they've passed, and I think that is a tragedy within itself. Yes. Um, so we very much have re-entered life and we, are very, we have a wonderful life and we continue to live it, but, and Sam is very much a part of it, but in a different way. Yes, absolutely. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Yes. So with Sam being a part of your life, as you were just describing, which we know that to be true, yes. you are a psychic medium. You're a wonderful medium. You're a wonderful teacher. And I've had a few people ask me to ask you this. So um, what is it like receiving the communication from Sam on just a regular daily wide awake normal consciousness basis versus when we do readings and we put ourselves in the power to really connect with the other side like how how does that happen for you very easily i just start talking to him either in my mind or out loud um, if, if i'm in a private space obviously mm-hmm. um and but usually just in my mind and i can just hear his voice coming back to me and um, and which I just can feel his comfort. 
I can just, I can just, I just, it's, it's a knowing that he's there, but I can hear his words. And I remember once, uh, Jeffrey, this is worth telling you about, I think, I remember one of the, you know, of course there's been times when there's been lots of tears and emotion, you know, I'm, I haven't been gliding through life for the last 10 years, happy, happy, happy. There's, it's taken a long time to get to this point. But I remember a while ago, and I was, even though at that time I, I was very much in tune with Sam and communicating, but I was having a really bad day. And I remember being terribly emotional. And, um, and I remember I could just hear Sam and he just came in and I could hear his words saying, mum, stop it. What is wrong with you? You know, I'm here. You communicate with me every day you know I'm here, so stop. You're making me feel sad and bad, you know, like, and then that for me, that was such a, like a, it, it really shook me because I, I the, his words meant so much because I'm, he's watching me and I am making him feel so bad for not being here in the physical. He can't right. change that. And very aware that I'm aware of his existence in the spirit world, that's as good as it's going to get. So stop making me feel, you know, like so sad watching you. And, and I, I don't do that anymore. You know, that was a real, that hit home because the, the spirit world watch us. And I don't mean that in a creepy way. They're not watching us all the time, but they come in whenever they like. Um, and they don't want to see us in that horrible place of grief. They want to see us moving on and living again it doesn't mean we're forgetting them we're definitely not doing that but so that was that was a real lesson for me Jeffrey not to do that and um but yeah so I could just he was angry with wow me. you know that's yeah. a really beautiful message for for all of us you know for every single one of us that is a really beautiful takeaway from this from this time with you I mean just that alone it it falls really in line with so many of our readings where they tell us on the other side, tell them we hear them talking to us, tell them we hear them, whether it's their thoughts or their voice or tell them to talk to us, keep talking mm -hmm. to us. And so having had that experience the way that you did, and then for him to come in and say, hey, 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 don't be sad. I'm here. I'm with you. It's my, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, metaphorically, it's kind of like, he's still with you. He's just in a different part of the house, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. But it made me realize that we've got to look at it from the spirit's perspective, because we only ever seem to look at death from our perspective. How sad are we? How, you know, why me? Why that? It's not fair. All of that. It's and it's, it's probably not, but it is life. And with with birth, there is death, and with life, you know, it is a cycle. And it made me really realize to look at it from their point of view. What can we do to help them on the other side? And and that and to help them on the other side is definitely to to be living that positive positive life. And yes, to keep talking to to our loved ones. And when I'm doing readings as well, it always amazes me when um, my sister will say, can you please tell, you know, my husband or whoever I'm communicating with such and such? And I'm like, well, yes, I can. And I will. But, 
your he'll he will hear your words just as much as mine um because you don't need to be a medium as such to communicate with your own loved ones that, and i think that's really important that everyone every single living person can actually communicate with their own loved ones on a one-on-one -on -one yes. basis um you don't need a medium to do that a medium will is obviously a, a wonderful um, thing to do to help with your own healing because it, 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 it sort of makes it more real when a complete stranger can communicate with your loved one. But it's, it kind of, I guess, um, solidifies it as being real in the, in the sitter's mind. But it is important that everybody know that they can have their own personal communications. It will feel like they're making it up. It will totally feel like they're making it up, yes. but they're not. Um, yeah, and I wish more people knew that that they could actually just sit and communicate Thank in their you. own. Yeah, that's way. really beautiful. That's it's true, and we say that often. I mean, just about with every reading, you know, we we tell we we help people out with this. Okay, so with regard to the healing that you watch with with each passing reading. As mediums, we, we, we see these sessions become springboards of healing for our sitters, for these people in grief and sadness. Yeah. Is there a story from your past readings that you can recall that just really was a changed the life in such a way where it touched you so deeply as, at the same time? Yes, there's a number of them, but the most recent one has only been happening for me in the last couple of months, actually. Um, I, I'm a member of Help, uh, Helping Parents Heal, which is an international group uh, started in America, um, which is an amazing group for parents um, and, you know, um, siblings and so on who've lost uh, children. And through that group, uh, an American woman contacted me and she was asking me a whole bunch of questions and so on about being a medium um, because I, I'd made a comment on someone's post about something and she was very sceptical because she said, I've had a reading once and I paid a lot of money and um, basically she was just sent an email saying, this is, this is your reading. So it wasn't, yes, I know, it was not, that is, and I wrote back to her and I said that, I'm so sorry, but that, that is not a reading, that is not the way that mediums no. communicate. I said, um, and I, I got her to look at my website and a few things to make her feel comfortable because she was obviously very skeptical. I'm in Australia, she's in America. She, you know, she'd lost her, um, her little daughter and, um, and, and I did know that she'd lost a daughter, but that's all that I knew. And um, so with building trust, just through talking to me in that way, she decided to book the reading. And of course, you, you know what this is like, Jeffrey. You know when someone's really, really, really wanting to communicate with a yes. particular loved one. There's a lot of pressure on the medium as well because you, you, you just want to do the best job that you possibly can for them and Truth. for the spirit yes. communicator. So, and I also explained to, to this lovely lady that I don't actually get to choose who comes through from the spirit world because as, as mediums, we don't. We are just the you know we are the bridge but we can't it's not for us to decide who crosses yes. that bridge so um 
uh, but I was I, I did meditate and I, I really I asked this beautiful little girl to come forward and um, during that meditation she was there and I'm like oh great she's she's going to be here and sure enough um, when the reading started with with mum um, the little girl was there immediately and the evidence that she was able to share with me was absolutely amazing things that um, that you know I don't know how much I can say here I, I guess I can say what happened because no one there's no names here but um, the little girl was presenting um, her mum well, she was showing me what looked like a, a living doll, like a life-size doll. And the mum couldn't, you know, she couldn't understand what that doll was because she didn't have one like that. And I, and I said, I can't, she kept doing it and I could keep seeing it. And I said, I can't, I need to keep talking about this because um, she, your daughter's not accepting that, you're don't, that you don't understand. And I said, it looks like a baby and she's giving you a baby. It's like a living baby. And the mum started crying and she said, I'm pregnant and oh no one knows. God. No one knows. Yeah, excuse me. And for me, it was like, oh my God. And it was amazing. And excuse me. And um, then this beautiful little girl, she was the most amazing communicator. She's showing me this new this puppy. And and I, I said, You've got a new puppy in the house. And I said, but this puppy has been introduced since your daughter passed away. And she said, Yes, it's we've it, it happened after. And this little girl only passed away earlier this year. And um so I've, at the end of that reading, it was highly emotional. And the most amazing things I was able to tell the mum about, there's been a birthday party because um, there's, a, there's balloons and this little girl's showing me a balloon. And she said, the house is filled with balloons at the moment from the party. So this little girl was able to share so many different things. And then I later did a reading for the dad. Um, and that was another amazing reading the little girl was there again with a whole bunch of different evidence that was in relation to dad and I can remember there was one part of that there was this beautiful photo behind him of her and she had really long hair and um and I said I'm drawn to that photograph of your beautiful daughter and it's to do with her hair I said I can see you and this man worked in construction so um, I can see you doing her hair, you're plaiting it, you're putting it in ponytails, there's clips, there's ribbons, you're doing it all. And he started to cry. He said, I'm the one that always did her hair because her mum said she could only grow it long if I looked after it because it was too much work and because there were other children. So, you know, all of this amazing stuff. And then I've since done a reading for the grandmother as well. So the dad's mum. And once again, another whole bunch of evidence that was linked to the memories that those two shared. So for me, that, you know, and this has all happened in the last couple of months, amazing, amazing um, ability of this beautiful child oh, to communicate. Amazing. I mean, that I had chili bumps the entire way through that story. Oh, yeah, it was it was taking a lot for me to not cry. It's those readings that I come out of and just I have to cry. I have to cry for a good okay. 10 minutes at least I know. You know, because it's just so overwhelming and it's so beautiful and it's sad and it's but beautiful you know what I'm saying it's oh. oh it's amazing yeah I think actually in those readings I think I was crying a little bit in the readings because it's very oh. difficult you've got 
parents crying. Yes. It's so moving. Yes. So moving. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crier too. And it's uh, sometimes I have oh, to yeah. fight it yeah. off with every ounce of my strength to, to get through yeah. that, you know? Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. No, that's, and I, yeah, this little girl, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the power of spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's, she's seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and the fact that she was a little girl here, you know, she's this, uh, a pure soul where she is and she can communicate oh. the way she does with the, th- the strength yeah. that she does. And yeah. oh, it's just, it's but, amazing. But her ability to communicate is what blew me away with the just bang, 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 all of these visuals and, and just, just, she could communicate like most you know when you do communicate with someone that comes through regularly you know um and you're doing a reading and your sitter will say oh look dad loves it when I do a reading he's there every time you know he's probably come through with different 20 different mediums over the last 20 years you know this little girl was like that she was like she was so desperate to have her family know that she has survived a physical death that her ability um, to actually just um, get across what she wanted to get across was unbelievable, unbelievable. Completely. Oh, it's just, we get to participate in miracle after miracle after miracle when we do our readings. And it's just- That's amazing. It's just amazing. It is, it is. So Carrie, um, you mentioned a group that I also wanted you to talk about a little bit. it's a group that I have not been affiliated with, but I have known about for a good eight, nine years. You're helping parents heal. And I, this is such a beautiful organization. I don't have kids, so it's just not been in my path, but I've been you know, on the outside. I know so many people on the inside that are volunteering their time, mediums that help the parents and the siblings, like you said. So, um, if you wouldn't mind just talking just a little bit about the Helping Parents Heal, um, how you discovered it and what it can do for our friends out there who have lost children. Yes, absolutely. I actually wish, Jeffrey, that I knew about them when Sam passed because I didn't. I didn't know they existed. I have only discovered them this year, which which is amazing. Now, the way that came about, I was contacted by a a lovely um, woman in England and she was from the, because Helping Parents Heal is an international group. So it started in the US, but there are branches all around the world. So she contacted me from the United Kingdom group and she had read A Mother's Journey and she had really touched her. And she wrote to me to ask, she said, look, we're actually making, excuse me, um, A Mother's Journey, the book club book for all of February um, for the members in the United Kingdom. So I was blown away by that. I was so thrilled, pardon me, and so honoured. And then she asked me, would I mind speaking to the group at the end of the month? And then the the mums, dads, whoever was present at that Zoom meeting could ask me any questions. And I, and I said, absolutely. So that's what I did. And then from there, I thought, wow, this group is, what, what is different about this group, as you're probably aware, Jeffrey, is that they actually believe in mediumship and the spirit world, which a lot of 
um, these other sorts of bodies that help with grieving parents and so on, they don't go down that path at all. Yes. And the, the other one that does is another wonderful American one called Forever Families Found, Forever Family Foundation. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So another wonderful group. Mm -hmm. but, but going back to helping parents heal, I love the fact that they did believe in the afterlife mediumship and all of the rest of it. So then I contacted... Um, the Australian group, and um, and I sent my books to the uh, the lady, lovely woman, Marie in Adelaide, who who runs it here, and um, she read them and loved the books and said, um, "Can you speak to our group in Australia and New Zealand?" Which I did, and then I also thought, "Well, I'm going to send these. You know, we all grieve in no, no matter what country we're in." So I sent them to these two lovely women in India who run the group there. And um, Chandra and Anal were good enough to read them. They loved them as well. And I've spoken to the Indian group. Um, and uh, I'm going to be speaking to the Canadian group in September and to the American group at some point as well. Yes. This is wonderful. <laughs> I know. And both books, uh, Demystifying Mediumship and A Mother's Journey, are now on the website for Helping Parents Heal as suggested books if you're looking for something to help if you're grieving. You know, they're, they're, they're there as, as books that will help um, help people. Oh, so I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled about that. And, um, and, and I just feel so proud of that because... I know that our, our combined words from demystifying mediumship, but also my own personal words in a mother's journey will give hope to so many people who need to hear it. Completely. Hope. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. And belief. And, and that belief. <laughs> you're right. Yep. Without, I, I never try and, I certainly never try and force mediumship on anybody no. and, and, I, I sum up myself whether I even tell people I'm a medium or not because I, I will know myself through my own psychic abilities to read if it's a good idea or not. Yes. Um, and if I feel that they won't understand, then I don't mention it. Yes. If, if I just know that, oh, yes, they, they will understand this and they'll actually be interested, then then it, if it comes up, it, I'll tell them. And, um, yeah, so that, that's how I operate with that. Well, Carrie, I want to thank you so much for being here. We've been having such a beautiful conversation about your books. Everybody, A Mother's Journey, A Story of Everlasting Love and Evidence of Life After Death. And her second book, Demystifying Mediumship, What Makes a Medium. Both beautiful books. Um, Carrie, can you tell us where they are sold? Yes, I can. Um, in America, um, they're sold uh, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, um, and there's a fantastic website called indiebound.org, so I-N-D-I-E-B-O-U-N-D.org, uh, that's their website, and they're, they're sold literally at thousands of independent bookstores all over America, um, so you can just type in my name or the names of the books and, and they'll be you can buy them online there. Obviously sold on Amazon worldwide. Um, for your UK listeners, um, WH Smith, Waterstones, they, they all sell them online as well. And in Australia, um, 
yeah, Booktopia, Dimix, Angus and Robertson, Book Depository, um, also Amazon all over as well. And there's there's also eBooks um, on Kobo and, and Kindle and various websites all around the world, um, in, in all countries actually, across Asia, Europe and so on, the books can be ordered, found and ordered there as well. Fantastic. That is absolutely yeah. wonderful. Before we leave, is there anything that you could leave for our friends out there? Is there anything that you'd like to, do you have a, a one last piece of inspiration? from your own experience, for something to help somebody grieving in these moments? Um, I, would, I would just like to let people know that, that life, life is worth living, you know, for all of us that, that, are, that are left behind when we lose a loved one. And I would just love that everyone could actually be able to move forward in their grief, um, in a way that they can still enjoy life. And we, we never stop grieving. And it's really important to know that, but our levels of grief will ebb and, and swell. But it's just so important to carry that grief because the grief is a, I think, an, an actual expression of our love. So the more we love, the more we grieve. Yes. But it doesn't mean that we can't ever find happiness again. So for everyone out there that has lost a loved one, I just want them to know that their loved ones do live on and just to talk to them, to um, include them in conversations, remember them, yes. bring laughter back into your life yes. and, and just move forward in, in a positive way or the most positive way that you can. And of course, you're going to have really bad days and you're going to have wonderful days, but, but never feel guilty about those wonderful days. They want us to have those wonderful days. They, they absolutely want us to have the wonderful And they days, want yeah. us to include them in celebrations, holidays. Yeah. Set us, yes. set us a, a seat at the table for them at the big dinner table, you know? Exactly. Celebrate their birthdays. Drink a toast to them. You know, I'm leaving for London on Monday and I'm going back to Arthur Findlay College um, for another two weeks. And I know that Sam will be on that trip with me because he loves it when I go to the college. Um, and he comes through so many in so many readings, as you know, personally, yes. because he just wants to you know, to keep, you know, encouraging me and to helping other mediums. He does. As well. He's part of that group on the other side that is helping us, that is training us, that is helping to spread yes. the word that this is real, that life does continue on and we can still have a relationship. And uh, I just, you know, I think back to that first day with you that literally changed my life. Yes, I mean, and Sam wow. chose you for that reason. Yes. He, he chose you, yes. Mm. Yeah. So, And that's the intelligence of the spirit world, Jeffrey, because he knew it would change you. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm trying not to cry. I mean, that's how, like, yeah, amazing I know, this I know. is. <laughs> I know. And I remember at the end of that reading, you and I didn't know one another. And, and I was also, uh, you, no, you were blindfolded yes. when you did the reading. Yep. Yes. And you were blindfolded. And I'm sitting there crying. But when you took it off, you and I are just hugging one another, sobbing, yes. and we were complete strangers. It was amazing. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you, Sam. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, thank you. 
thank you, Jeffrey. No, it's amazing. Well, this has been wonderful. I want to thank you so much again. And it's just so wonderful to see your pretty face again. And I wish I was going to be there with you in England. Uh, but we will see each other again. Every other time. Mm -hmm. Yes, Yes, definitely. We'll sign off for now. Thank you so much, Carrie. I adore you. Thank you. And same to you, Jeffrey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Carrie can be found at her website at carriealderuccio.com. K-E-R-R-Y-A-L-D-E-R-U-C-C-I-O.com. She can be found on Instagram at Carrie Alderuccio, medium and author, and Facebook, Carrie Alderuccio, medium and author. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Thank you.